It's kind of important when you run for politics to make sure you use a union printer, right? Yeah, I thought he said he was uh, able to do all that. So I well, it's not able to. You're either a union printer, or you're not a union printer. And why is it important? I know this because in Florida, our judges are elected. So I ran two campaigns for myself and two or three for my husband. So I am very aware of the union bug and the requirement to have that little union bug on all of your advertisement. Otherwise, you run the risk of not getting the union endorsement. This is the plaintiff, Lee Barbie. He says he was running for city councilman in Cleveland Heights and needed posters, business cards, and yard signs printed. He hired the defendant. The guy made a million mistakes, never finished the job. The election date passed, and he wants a refund. He's suing for $2,000 because he didn't get what he paid for. This is the defendant, Victor Duckworth. He says he owns a small printing business and knows the plaintiff because they both ride motorcycles. And the guy was looking for a deal for the printing he needed done. The plaintiff signed off on all the design orders. Then mid-job told him to stop the presses because he was running out of money. Now the guy's smacking him in the face by filing this lawsuit. Please. He's accused of getting it all wrong. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $1,984, the money he's owed. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Mr. Barbie, you are suing Duck T Printing, owned by Mr. Duckworth, for 2000 most of it in punitive damages and the rest of it a refund for printed materials because, according to you, they were worthless. He has a counterclaim against you for almost $2,000 in what he says are his losses for joining forces with you. Why don't you tell me what happened here? Well, I met Mr. Duckworth, um, and we ride uh, motorcycles together. Um, he had did some design work, work for my bike, which was pretty good. Uh-huh. Um, when he came over my house to do the uh, design work for my bike, he seen my sign on my garage, seeing that I was running for uh, council uh, for Cleveland Heights. Okay. And he stated to me that uh, I can do that. You know, I can do all your printing for you. And I kind of blew him off then because I had other ideas on which, you know, companies that I wanted to do online. So I said, OK, all right, I, I'll get back with you. OK, so uh, he he offers to be your printer. And what do you say? At first, I was like kind of like I didn't think he was serious because I thought this was a part time job for him and stuff. So I said, OK, um, but then I got a, uh, a quote for online and i was thinking to myself well i want to try to support businesses in the community and stuff so i asked him i said well i have this quote here from a, a online company for 950 dollars and i asked him i said can you meet do you remember you the name that? of the online company no i don't it was my campaign manager that told me about this and were they a union printer 
Yes, they were. So it's kind of important when you run for politics to make sure you use a union printer, right? Yeah, I thought he said he was uh, able to do all that. So I well, it's not able to. You're either a union printer, you're not a union printer. And why is it important? I know this because in Florida, our judges are elected. So I ran two campaigns for myself and two or three for my husband. So I am very aware of the union bug and the requirement to have that little union bug on all of your advertisement. Otherwise, you run the risk of not getting the union endorsement. Um, right. So, uh, but maybe you're not politically savvy and you didn't know that. Right. So, but there's other things, too, that are important when you're running a political campaign, and that's the code of uh, ethics that, you know, governs and campaign laws that govern. And one of the other things is that you have to put the words paid for political advertisement. Did you know that when you first started printing stuff with the defendant? Yeah, I explained it to him that he had to have that on the bottom. Did you do that from the beginning before he printed anything, or did you tell him about that afterwards? I told him about all of the requirements from the beginning. So you told him that he needed to have the words paid for political advertisement paid by the campaign to elect Lee Barbie for city council. You told him that? Yes, I did. Okay, how did you tell him that? Through text, through email, how? We talked about it. Okay, watch this. Mr. Duckworth, did he ever tell you that those words had to be on the printing? After I printed after I did, I, right there smack in the middle of all this. Never well, in the front. let me ask you, Mr. Duckworth. Typically, I've done a lot of printing in my life, political and not, uh, invitations and things. And typically, there's a proof that gets approved by the customer. Where's the proof mm-hmm. that got approved by the customer in this case? I did the design. I sent the design in. No, um, my question is, do it, it, does it have his approval on it, his signature on it? Oh, no, he just... No, nah, you know, I don't want to just see a design you did. That's not what I asked. See, printers oh. protect themselves by sending out a proof that the... You can't be new to this. Did you know this, that right. that's how printers protect themselves? You send out the proof. He signs it. Do you print in-house or do you farm that out? I, I print that. I'm at home right, right now. Right. Oh, see, what do you do? You just print it where? In my office. I have a... Uh, I sub out, out of my office also. Okay, like, how long have, have you been in the printing company? business? Like seven years. All right. And have you never had the customer sign the proof to approve? No. Okay. May well, I suggest I to May I suggest that you should. You should have a okay. new practice. And your practice should be what every other printer in America does, which is they email the proof and then the person emails back with their signature on it or the, at mm-hmm. a minimum the email saying, yes, this looks good. That way we don't have this, which we call a lawsuit. Right. That mm-hmm. would be a great right. idea, because then you could show me how he approved it without. When did he order um, all of the stuff? What was it you printed for him, by the way? Uh, I printed yard signs and door hangers. OK, well, what did he ask you to print for him? He asked me to print posters, uh, flyer posters, door so, hangers. Right. So then I'm sorry. So then why are you only printing flyers and because he he texts me. He texted me, I also sent that in. He texted me and said, cancel all that. He just want yard signs. He okay. Want, uh, he okay, do you, do you that. have a written contract with him that explains what no. was... Co- no. Because that's no. another piece of advice I have for you. It would be a really good idea to send a work order by email and say, that, you know, this is what we'll do for you for this price. Please respond. And then he responds. And then that's all you need. You have to print mm-hmm. anything. You know, you've got it in your computer. 
you know? When did you order all this stuff? Because now I don't even know when he ordered it. When did you order all this stuff, Mr. Barbie? Well, we do have a uh, contract invoice in which... Now, the invoice comes afterwards. What I'm asking you is when did you order all this stuff? I ordered it July 30th. July 30th. All right. And according to you, from the beginning, you told him about... By the way, did you end up running for office? Yes. How'd it go? A loss. Okay. All right. Um, And did this lawsuit happen after the loss? No. When did you file the lawsuit? During my campaign. So what caused you to file the lawsuit? Because I didn't have anything. I I was... Well, you had stuff. It's just the stuff you had didn't have paid for political advertising, right? Right. And I was getting pointed that out when I put the sign up. They were like, you don't have this on it. You don't have any. You're in violation. Right. (laughs) Well, did you... Well, then I I guess you didn't know about that rule before you ran. I knew... I knew about the bottom of it, but by the time he, uh, when I got, went over there, he bought it over there to me, and I was like, looking at it, I said, ah. Yeah, I know. I said, you I, know who's you... supposed to make sure that he doesn't run afoul of the election laws? The candidate. You're supposed, it's a finite amount of, of laws. It's like a, they give you a handout, and they tell you, here are the election laws you can't run afoul of. And like, w- Politics 101 is, for the love of God, don't use a non-union printer. But that's really your, you know, that's just a political call. But politics 101 number two, and in fact, I should make that one number one, is paid for political advertisement paid by the committee to elect Lee Barbie as city councilman. That is like the, the, the one rule nobody can violate, which I don't think you knew about if your phrase right now to me was... Oh, it was getting pointed out to me. Because if you knew about it, you have eyeballs, you see what he gave you, and you would have realized there was a problem. So other people are pointing it out to you, which tells me that you're not being truthful when you say that you pointed it out to him from Jump Street. So according to you, Mr. Duckworth, when did you find out for the first time that there's something missing from the signs he ordered? When he called me and told me that that he needed it on there. All right, and when you tell, what is it that he told you he needed it on? He needed on there. He sent me a text. He said it's a little bug or something. A little bug or something. Yeah, it's that's like, guys, I don't think you're picking up what I'm putting down. You don't get to put the bug if you're not a union printer. The bug shows the legitimacy of a union. union Right, exactly. So he tells you, I need a bug, and you're like a bug. Did you figure out what the bug was? Yeah, I try to be a union printer. I, I try to sign up for it and everything else. I'm okay. trying to get get that in order. Okay. All right, but, but when did he late. tell you about the paid-for political it. advertisement part that was missing? After I printed the uh, After sign. you printed it. So I have a text, which is dated September 15th, that says, I need you to stop the press. I need everything. I just want yard signs. Everything else just scratching. I just need 100 more yard signs. And on the bottom of the yard signs, they must say, pay for by the committee to elect Lee Burke. So stop the press. That kind of indicates to me that on September 15th at 7.32 p.m. is when you figured out what you were doing wrong. And why would that be his fault? Why would he have to refund you for all the things he printed? Because you don't know what you're doing. Well, Your Honor, the first money I gave him was July 30th. He indicated that he would have this stuff to me in two days. By the time September 15th came the primary for the uh, the general election, the primary was on September 15th. That's when I got the, um, the signs out there because I wasn't running in the primary. I was running in the general election. 
So I wanted to be able to meet people as they were coming out of the polls and give them the information. Right. So That's how many when I at that it. point on September 15th, how many signs had he had he given you? He gave me those 50 signs. 50 signs and what else did he ever print for you ever? So from July to September, what else did he print for you? 50 signs and what else? So then two weeks later, he gave me these uh, door hangers. So okay, and how many door hangers me, did he give you? Well, he, when I got over to his house, he had he said he had all 5,000 door hangers. I got over to his house and I seen they were in stacks of 1,000. So I counted the, um, the door hangers and I was like, this is only 4,000 door hangers. I said, where's the other door hangers at? And he was like, oh, is it? He was like, well... Um, I'm gonna have it back. To, I'm gonna have it to you tomorrow. And by that time, I'm in the middle of a campaign. I'm making a lot of decisions. I'm like, wow. I'm like, what is this? Do this you have the this. door hanger with you? Y yes. Okay. So it says elect Lee Barbie. And then what is it? Does it say anything about your qualifications? Nothing. Okay. Was it supposed to? Yes. Okay. What did you tell him you wanted printed? You wanted the picture in the front and what in the back? I didn't. I gave him the information that I wanted on there. This is the information that I wanted on there. And you told him there to put that on the on door hangers. Right. Okay. So did he give you that information, Mr. Duckworth? No. What did he tell you he wanted no. on the back of the door hangers? He didn't want anything on the back of the door hangers. He 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 wanted something on the front. He wanted his picture of what what he got. Okay. I just don't print any. I just don't print anything. I well, have to. Well, I don't know. I, I see. Here, this is beautiful because this is a case for breach of contract. He wants his money back, and you want more money, and yet neither of you have a contract for me to look at. Neither of you have a proof that's been approved for me to look at. So it's just mm -hmm. he said, he said on what was ordered and what was delivered. Isn't that something? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tell me about the four thousand versus five thousand door hangers. This is the thing. He gave me $950, but he never gave me the whole $950. He gave me $450 to start off with. And I, when I got done with the 50 signs and the stands, I was at $486. So that's $36 of my own money. And then I, he signed another check over for $500. And he wanted some more yard signs. But the $400 Door hangers was two hundred and four thousand door hangers. Me, four, Neither I'm sorry. one of you know what you're doing. Four thousand door hangers were how much? Was two hundred and fifty dollars. And then he he said cancel everything else, and he wanted some more yard signs, but he don't have enough money no more. Well, did you tell him that? And did he say he wanted it anyway? Yes. Watch this. Yes. Did he tell you that? And, and did you say you wanted them anyway? No. Oh, this is where one of those things I keep talking about, like an approved proof and a contract might come in handy. Y'all slay me. So when does he fire you? Oh, when he, he, I gave him the 50 yard signs and he said, that is not what I asked for. We was already done. But he called me almost a week and a half later after I dropped them off. And said what? He said, <laughs> he said that he didn't like them and he wanted his money back. Okay, now let me ask you a question. Was the, were the yard signs after he had asked you, sent you that text saying they need to say paid for political advertisement? No. It was before? He, right. Yes. He, he already, there was already, they was already in the making. What, did you tell him it's too late? They're already in the making? Yeah, I already told him. He don't, he, he, he do not care. He, 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 he is a person of one track. 
He do not care what's going on. Uh, you can tell him a million times you, you don't have enough money for this. Either you do it, I'm, su I'm suing you, threats like that. So when did he file the lawsuit against you? I have to think October 18th. When was the election, Mr. Barbie? November 2nd. Okay. Let me ask you a question, Mr. Duckworth. You have a counterclaim against him for $1,984. Tell me about that. Well, first of all, I never got paid for nothing. Well, that, wait, but you got paid $950, right? No, I got paid $950 for material. I never got paid for nothing. He told me that Wait, he was- Wait, if that was his budget, that was his budget. Just a second. If that was his budget, that was his budget. If you don't right. tell him beforehand, hey, it's going to cost you two grand, how is it you're going to get two grand out of him now? No, that would be 3000 You're suing for 1984 That's almost two grand. And you've got already 950 So you're suggesting that your business deal with him was three grand? Because I know that's not true. Because I know what his budget no. was. So then how is it you're entitled to three grand? Well- First of all, I never got paid for what I'd done. The designs are nothing. And every time he gave me the money, the money was just for... Well, and I guess time. you underquoted. If you knew that 950 was his budget and you have his 950 and he can't use any of it, but that seems to me to be on him, not on you, because he doesn't know the rules for the game he's playing. Mm -hmm. um, that, but that, how does that all of a sudden magically translate to he owes you two grand on top of that? Money's for slander of my business name. Tell me about that. Well, we, we share a mutual friend, and he tells everybody that I'm a bad businessman and everything like that. And I, I, I you know, I swindle him out of his money. I think y'all in like over that. your heads. I think that's what it is. You're, you're a printer, and that's what mm -hmm. you do. And if you want to mm -hmm. protect yourself, then you should have contracts. Print some contracts, okay? And you should have mm -hmm. it spelled out what it is you're doing. And at a minimum, you should have a paper trail with emails. You should always have a proof signed. That's what you did wrong here. You, Mr. Barbie, are uninformed. You had a political campaign to run. It's hard. I know it is, because I've run them. I know it's very hard. Like, the average person isn't born knowing this stuff. But you got to take the time to sit down and figure out what the rules are before you play the game. And I don't think you knew from Jump Street about the paid-for political advertisement. I think you heard about the bug later. Oh, union bug, union bug. Well, you know, these are all things that you, hey, you learn as you go, but then there's a cost to that. You'd like there to be zero cost to you. In fact, you'd not only like the 950 returned, you would like another 1,000 for good measure for punitive damages because things didn't work out so well, and the 950 went in the garbage. But whose fault is that? Hmm. On your lawsuit against him, I find in his favor. On Mr. Duckworth's counterclaim against you, I find in your favor. If the two of you don't take the time to put into writing the things that you are claiming now was your contract, how do you expect me to take either of you seriously? That's my verdict. So there's no winner in this lawsuit. Both parties are in over their head, as the judge put it. Mr. Barbie, you have a lot to learn, the judge has put it. What, what are you thinking? <laughs> you agree? Yeah, it's my first campaign. I, I had a lot to learn. <laughs> That's no doubt about that. Do you think some of the printing mishap is part of the reason you lost, you know, the, the campaign or not? Yeah, I do. All right. Do you think you're going to run for office again for anything? Oh, right yes. Now? Oh, yes. Or have you had? Oh, yes. I'm determined. Good luck. Maybe you've learned something from this. Okay. I have. Mr. Duckworth, how about you? You've learned something from all of this as well. Am I right? Absolutely.
Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, it's a shame it worked out this way for you. I know, I know you're both upset, but in any event, nobody wins anything, and that'll wrap it up for this case. At least you've learned something, and maybe that's a benefit. Harvey? Doug, it's pretty simple. It's the plaintiff's campaign, so the plaintiff has to know the rules. It's not the sign maker. It's the plaintiff himself. And if the plaintiff didn't give the specific rules to the defendant, which apparently didn't happen, that's why the plaintiff lost. Your husband is so funny and easy on the eyes. You are lucky to have found each other. Are you territorial towards him? Sophie is pretty much the one who thinks you're the funniest of all of our kids. A tough question, but a fair one. Oh, shit. No, look, I, I, the only one who really laughs at anything I say, as, as you've pointed out in the past, is Sophie, my youngest. She, she thinks I'm funny. Everything you say, no matter how every, many times you Everybody else yourself. in my house, if I make bad puns or jokes, they just roll their eyes and I'm like, oh, no, right? Yeah, but uh, I don't you know, look, I don't. Uh, the fact of the matter is you are the one who is recognized in places. Where no, that's out. starting to happen now to you. Uh, and not only that, pretty, they're like, oh, selfish. yeah, yeah, I saw your wife. And pretty then they selfish. just keep talking to you <laughs> once in a while. But the men hit on Marilyn. The women aren't hitting on me. They hit on you. Oh, but, the women I'm, hit on but I'm very, the women hit on you. That's I'm very true. confident. Like I just look at it, I don't get jealous. I just look at it. And I think to myself, look, I know. Uh, at the end of the night, who she's going to be at home snuggling with, and that's my dog. Exactly. That's my dog. Okay, Sammy. Right? I so knew you were going to say that. So it's you know. So I don't worry too much about it. <laughs> this is the plaintiff, Marvin Weiser. He says he rented an apartment to the defendants, and when they left, it was a filthy trash mess. He was shocked. What they did to his place wasn't nice, and it wasn't right. So he's suing for the $1,700 he needs to clean the place up. These are the defendants, Katie Club and David Parsons. Katie says living this guy's building was a nightmare. They got bed bugs from an upstairs neighbor. Their cat got sick and died from licking toxic water that was leaking into the apartment. And if the plaintiff thinks he's owed money, he is sorely mistaken. They're accused of trashing the joint. The defendants have filed a countersuit for $3,220.05, the cost to cremate their cat and for their security. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says he rented his once beautiful apartment to the defendant who trashed the place and left it a filthy mess, and he wants money to clean it up. But the defendant says they got bed bugs in the plaintiff's infested place, and they owe nothing. It's the case of you let the bed bugs bite. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. Weitzer, you're suing your former tenants, Ms. Club and Mr. Parsons, for $1,700 in unpaid rent for September and October. $500 of that was to clean the apartment. $1,200 in rent, $500 to clean. You have a counterclaim against him for $1,020 for the cremation of your cat and $2,200 that you had to put as a security deposit in your new place and you feel he should pay you. Okay, let me hear you first from you, Mr. Weitzer. What's going on? Uh, the... Uh... David Parsons and Katie never gave uh, the 60-day notice required by lease. I got actually a uh, two-day notice. I got notice on August the 28th, 
that they were leaving on September 1st. Were they in the middle of a lease or were they in a month to month at that juncture? They're on a year to year lease. Okay, so there's a written lease covering this time? Correct. Let me hear from you. You guys end up leaving, why? Because there were leaks everywhere coming from the ceiling, from the windows. There was broken out windows, holes in the walls. It was just a mess all around. When did you tell him I'm moving out on X day? When did you tell him that? We told him, I told him August 28th that we were moving out September 2nd. We had gotten COVID um, and we were moving slow to be moving out. I told him that, I told him prior to that over the phone that we were moving out um, the beginning of August. We had to like leave that apartment. I was like getting physically ill. There is mold everywhere. Like in the lease, it even states if, the, if he's the not- The was causing the outlets to spark like which was right over our bed there's malt there's like literally every reason we have to get out of there okay i see these texts from august 16th ceiling is still continuously dripping right over our bed this has been going on for weeks when is it going to be addressed also it is about to cause a fire again this is like the fifth time i'm telling you please fix this and his answer is when i checked the ceiling it was not dripping but since you didn't want anybody in your apartment while you were away and it wasn't dripping i did not do anything these are texts between you, Katie? Yeah. Yeah. Plumber never showed up. We set up a time on Tuesday, reached out to him, no return. We took a time off work. Cannot leave the house for more than a few hours because the faucet leaks then overflows because of the clog. I'm going to have to call a plumber here and take the cost off the rent for September since we already paid July and August. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's going to answer. He told me he hates coming here to work and hopes you find a different plumber. Kind of figured he wasn't going to respond. Yeah, we couldn't find any any um, company we reached out to on our own to try to get to fix because these problems. Because we're renters, so they right. couldn't do it. Because well, it doesn't matter. Issues. You just you would have to pay. You can't obligate the the landlord, but you can you can you can hire a plumber and then take it off the rent, just like you said you would. Um, right. We tried. Um, the plumbers that we had actually reached out to all both said that it was because we were renting that the landlord would have to approve it and he wouldn't right. approve us paying for it unless he got um, his own um, <clears throat> price for it. Or When did he tell you that? Friday when we spoke and made an appointment, he said he hates coming here. It's a nightmare. We told you last year about the leak in the bedroom window too that needs to be fixed because it's electrical outlets now it's worse it's still not fixed we haven't been able to leave the house for more than two hours going on two weeks now now what is this a picture of that you're sending him that is the ceiling um a leak that popped up i assumed it was from the air, air conditioner from the upstairs neighbor coming into where the windows leak and it came into there he thought it was from the carpet um, he got the carpet cleaned upstairs, uh, and they said it was wet for like 10 days. And that's what he said that that was probably from. I can't imagine that carpet cleaning would cause that. That's going to be some kind of right. plumbing disaster. July 20th, yes. you notify him about it. And a leak above our bed wouldn't be from the roof if there's somebody above us. So that right. didn't make any sense. <laughs> Did that get patched and then this happened again? No, no it never got patched. What's chemical water? What do you mean by that? It was some type of like orangish brown liquid that was dripping from that. So we weren't sure what type of what it was. So we just put that down. Some some type of chemical had a weird smell to it. it smelled chemically. 
I mean, this is an emergency, you know, when, when, right. when they're telling right. you, I'm, I'm talking now to Mr. Weitzer, when they're telling you, look, it's two in the morning, this thing is leaking on us, and they're showing you pictures and sending it to you, this is how they woke up at two in the morning, every corner of this apartment is leaking, your answer is I'll be there Thursday? That's like three days later, Mr. Weitzer. How is that appropriate? When I was told about the leak in the ceiling, I went up to the third floor the same day. Do you, did you hear what I just read, the, the text? You, you, you say it's the same day, and I just read something that shows that your answer to them when they're showing you pictures of the leaks is that you'll be there three days later. That's, I'm showing you your own words to them. I'll be there Thursday, and these texts are on a Monday. How is it appropriate for a landlord to respond to emergency leaks? Uh, I'll be there to take a look at it three days later. Not, I'm sending a plumber, he'll be there in an hour. Can you guys open? You know, or how is it appropriate? How is the way you're handling it appropriate? Let me answer my own question, because it was rhetorical. That is not an appropriate response for a landlord. All right, now your premise, I presume, uh, Ms. Oh, talk to me about the cat. <laughs> I'm going to start crying if I talk about the cat. Uh, like the leaks, he was poisoned from licking the chemicals. What evidence were... do you have of that? Uh, on the, um, I guess the vet would, the vet bill would be the evidence that he was cremated. Right, that um, just tells me your cat given... died, which I'm very right. sorry about. Um, that doesn't tell him... me your cat was poisoned by carpet chemicals or anything that right. would have... Right. So do you have any evidence your cat was poisoned? Um, just from the vet telling me that he didn't have felb and he was internally bleeding from being poisoned. Do you but have, I don't do have, you have a letter from, from the vet? Because otherwise no, that's hearsay. That's just, that's just you. Right. But um, right. so you don't have any evidence that the cat was poisoned? No. no okay. No. So you're also suing for a security deposit you had to place in a new apartment. Why would he be right. responsible for paying that? Because we had to move out on such short notice and had to... What short notice was to... the notice you gave him? You didn't give him any notice. Well, well, yeah, because the short notice of the apartment falling apart. Okay, because <laughs> and, of the you know, unlivability of the apartment. Yeah, and I presume, yes. of course, that your that your uh, legal stance on notice is that if it was unlivable, that's an exception right. to giving notice. I, I don't yes. have to live under these conditions. I wanted to see the videos you sent. Let's look at the videos. That's from the bathroom. The bathtub that's um, inside the closet, like the bathroom closet, butts up next to the um, the tub and shower. There's a hole there. Um, the pipes go leaking down into a hole in the floor where you can see through onto, into the hallway. Though He said he fixed, he just sprayed it with foam insulation and called it a day. This video here is the water leaking from the windows, which has caused mold all over the backs of our um, blinds and everything, like that's all the water. It's brown, nasty water. I don't know what it is or, yeah, that's all mold. We actually Googled Mr. Weiser and it came up that he's like 150 to $170,000 in debt for that whole property. For not paying his taxes on it. Right, so this whole, like that should say right there that He's just trying to get money and preying right. on people who can't afford to live in the area that we live in because right. $600 in this area is unheard of. Okay. You're not entitled to, you haven't proven to me that he has to pay for cremation. You're also not entitled to the security deposit for your new home. You know, if you, if you leave, you leave. Um, right. And you're not entitled to that. Your argument to me is 
I shouldn't have to pay, I shouldn't have to pay September and October that he's suing me for because this place was a slum. And right. uh, he exactly. breached the contract to me. And my question to you, Mr. Weitzer, what the heck was going on? I've now seen videos of running water all around them in the apartment. Well, I don't know about the running water in the apartment. Every time I would go in there, there was never anything dripping, including the ceiling. I was up to the apartment the day I don't care what happens when you go. I care that the problem get fixed. If they send you a video of dripping water, whether it's dripping the moment you go is irrelevant. You know it's dripping because I showed you proof by the video. Right. So there should be a competent plumber being sent there to figure out why there's so much problem, moisture. One. Oh, well, what kind of problem was it? It was a plumbing it? problem. No, number one, it wasn't a plumbing problem. What kind of problem was it then? Because you it also said in your text it's not a roofing there. problem. So what problem is it? Because there's running water. Did you see this video? Do me a favor. Play the hall video. Can I talk your honor no, or not? No, no. Right now, I want you to see a video because you keep saying, well, I can't see those videos. I need you to see the video and then respond to it. That's what I need. What's that? When did this happen? Is this with the third floor? No, that's the floor to the hallway door that goes outside. Okay. When did this one happen? of the leaks that you know of. I don't know. I see all the texts where it's they keep notifying you. So I don't know why you don't know what's happening there. I think you do know the what's happening there. You I just don't want to know. I didn't see it was from the third floor overran their bathtub. Really? Okay. Let's do this again. Hold on. You responded to the text. Yeah. How about this one? Let's take a look at this one. I want you to look nice and hard and tell me how you don't know that there's water flowing because they sent you this too. You're going to tell me you don't know there's water damage in this place? It's raining inside the apartment. Raining. No, How about this? Not, Wait, I need to make sure you can see this. Oh, you don't hear. <laughs> Listen to the rain. Listen to the waterfall. It's a water feature. This is the one I had to put the foam in because that's what the uh, plumber told me to do. I'm sorry. No, but typically the leak is, is fixed first so that the, you don't just cover through. it up with chewing the gum and spit. The, uh, Mr. White, sir, you're not entitled to a single penny on your lawsuit against them. On um, their lawsuit against you for the reasons that I've already explained, frankly, if you had withheld rent, I would have found you to be, you know, to be in a position to withhold rent. So... Even though every time serving... And we didn't even... They yeah, they don't have to give you 60... Mr. White, sir, you're running a slum. They don't have to give you 60 days notice if the place is unlivable. I just showed you video after video of stuff that is your responsibility to fix if you want human beings to live there. So, no, the, she didn't give you the appropriate notice, and guess what? They don't have to because the place was unlivable. I'm ruling in favor of the defendants, but on your counterclaim for the reasons I've already explained, I cannot find in your favor. That's fine. Thank you. So the plaintiff fails to prove his case to the judge in a big way. The judge has found for the defendants in this case. Mr. Weiser, look, there are emails asking you to come send help. And you responded. But, I you do know, it send took help, days but to they respond. won't let help in. The help uh, <laughs> try can never get appointments. Bottom line is the judge really does feel like you're a slumlord. Anyway, you don't get any money. All right, uh, Mr. Mr. Club, Ms. Parsons, I'm sure you're thrilled to uh, not have to pay him any money, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're in a much better place now? 
Oh, yeah. Yes, definitely. All right. I'm surprised you stayed there as long as you did. Really, it's amazing. Yeah, us too. All right, thank you very much. <laughs> thank Con you. Congratulations. Okay, congratulations. You have prevailed. All right, good enough for you. All right, and Harvey, that really was. That was a slum situation, wasn't it? Okay, Doug. Well, what applies in this case, what underlies it, is what we call in the law the warranty of habitability. That means that you can't have health or safety risks in the apartments that you rent. That is a truism in every state, even if it's not mentioned in the lease. That warranty is implied in every lease. What would happen if you bought a car from a small company and your payments go to them, not a bank or a loan company? and they go out of business, do the car payments stop? No. No. <laughs> there is a, the, the old thing that your parents used to tell you when you were a kid, there's no nope. such thing, thing as, as a, a free lunch, lunch <laughs> is still true. And, right. and it will always be, be thus. So um, in that situation, your debt that you owe to Fast Eddie's loans or whoever they are that just went out of business. You, you know, one day they're gone, the building's gone, there's, there's a, hot a hot dog, dog stand, stand. <laughs> right? And, and you know, it says that they're gone. So um, that loan to you is actually an asset of Fast Eddie's loans. Right. And what happens is they have creditors if they go out of business and they have people that they owe money to who kind of step into that place either through a bankruptcy court, through a trustee, or through other proceedings. Or just by billing them and they or, still yeah. pay their bills. Yeah. So But you gotta still pay your bill. You absolutely still have to pay right. your bill. It's not gonna go away. And this happens all the time. It's not that unusual. And the only thing you really can do as a consumer is you can demand proof that the successor really is the owner of the of the note of the of the bill now and they're not just some guy trying to scam If there you. is a successor I mean because there, right. there um there could still be a bank account for Fast Eddie's right and even though Fast Eddie's is no longer incorporating because they've they've closed down their shop or whatever there's still a bank account and right. that bank account belongs to Fast Eddie and you still owe Fast Eddie the rest of the money for the car that you bought from Fast Eddie so pay your bill thanks for joining us we will see you next time <laughs>